This is the Olive Wellness Podcast, brought to you by the Olive Wellness Institute. Welcome to this episode of Olive Wellness Podcast. I'm Sarah Gray. Elise Den and Lauren Atkins are well aware of the incredible value food and nutrition can play as therapy. Both have a particular interest in oncology. They're accredited nutritionists and practicing dietitians and co-founders of Encore Nutrition Clinics, located in Melbourne. They're passionate about improving the quality of life of their patients by using food as medicine. Locally sourced green leafy vegetables and extra virgin olive oil, the hallmarks of the Mediterranean diet, are some of those superfoods which can help alleviate the risk of cancer. Lauren Atkins explains to Chris Ashmore how they got into the field of oncology. Elise and I were very fortunate actually to meet when we were working in cancer care. I guess through our studies and through university, we knew that there was a strong passion for our work in the oncology and cancer space because of the ability to make such a profound impact on individuals, both in preventing cancer, but also during treatment and after treatment, enhancing survival outcomes, quality of life, functionality, so many ways that we could make a difference. We more recently discovered our passion to, I guess, spread that message a little bit further. And what we were finding is that a lot of our patients who we were seeing on the wards in the hospital setting would finish their treatment and no longer have that access to that ongoing dietetic care. And we wanted to try and bridge that gap and provide a bit of a service outside of the hospital space to provide evidence-based nutrition care to those people when they really do need it. Mm-hmm. So what we found was... We were becoming really frustrated that dietitians had a real lack of voice and lack of influence in the oncology space. So we, as Lauren mentioned, decided to bridge that gap and create a service and a community where patients can actually access specialist oncology nutrition care during their cancer treatment and well into survivorship as well because, as we know, the side effects and symptoms of cancer treatment don't stop the day that you Mm. finish they're very much ongoing and need to be managed adequately. Mm-hmm. Further to this, Lauren and I had both done additional training in complementary and alternative medicine. And the reason for that was that we saw a real trend navigating towards that more natural space and remedies. So we wanted to find out more about the safety of a lot of these remedies, the efficacy and also the evidence base so that we could add another layer and expertise to the service that we were providing. We are both fortunate and love studying. (laughs) So we've both done additional training. So I have done training in eating disorder management and Lauren in paediatric nutrition and as well have done further study in cancer survivorship and also the non-diet approach. So we like to keep ourselves nice and busy. Yeah, and really tailor ourselves to the individual patient rather than the other way around. Well, Lauren, there are some staggering statistics in relation to cancer incidents. What's Mm. your take on this? Yeah, and the stats are becoming more and more frightening and very real to the population. And in 2017, a study was released that was estimating that one in two people will have a cancer diagnosis by their 85th birthday. Wow. So it's certainly becoming a huge burden on our society. And I think perhaps what's even more concerning is that 
a large majority of those cancer diagnoses have been estimated to be linked to diet and lifestyle choices. So up to 35% of those cancer diagnoses will be linked to our nutrition and physical activity, which is staggering. But also really exciting to an extent because it means that there's an area that we can actually impact and we can change those statistics for the better. And diet. More importantly, the Mediterranean diet helps reduce the risk of cancer. Is that right, Elise? Absolutely. So we know diets that are rich in whole grains, vegetables, fruits, legumes, and that are lower in red meat and processed meats are protective against cancer. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist or a dietitian to realise that the Mediterranean certainly has a lot of these health-promoting benefits. It's loaded with a lot of these plant-based foods, quality fats, and is also low in a lot of processed meats and processed foods as well. So again, an excellent lifestyle and diet to adopt. There's some promising research that a Mediterranean-style diet can assist with cancer prevention, and that's more around preventing obesity and being overweight but also through some other protective mechanisms in that a lot of these plant-based foods have a lot of phytonutrients and antioxidants and are also really high in particular fibres. It's good for our heart, our bowel and our gut bacteria as well. Scientific reviews have demonstrated that the Mediterranean diet can be protective against overall cancer incidence and mortality And one particular trial that we had a look at had shown that there was a 61% decrease in overall cancer incidence, which is huge. Mm -hmm. As well as the convincing evidence that the Mediterranean-style diet can reduce the incidence of cancer, there is data to suggest that there's also specific cancer types that it's tightly linked to. And that includes colorectal, breast cancer, gastric, liver, head and neck, gallbladder, and also biliary tract cancers. And we're more than happy to link anyone who's interested to any of these specific studies. Well, an important element, of course, with the Mediterranean diet is extra virgin olive oil. Lauren, is there any evidence to suggest that that helps reduce the risk of cancer? Yeah, look, we think that our lovely friend, the extra virgin olive oil, can play an impact in reducing cancer burden. The evidence is still emerging, so I actually think there's far more to come. But as it stands, studies are suggesting that the protective effects of extra virgin olive oil in particular may be linked to the oleic acid content as well as the bioactive compounds, so things like the squalene, the biophenols, the phytosterols and vitamins and minerals. And these compounds certainly in conjunction with other elements of the Mediterranean diet, have been found to downregulate some inflammatory pathways and reduce oxidative stress and hormones that are associated with the development of cancer. And so it certainly stands to reason that an intake of extra virgin olive oil would help to mitigate cancer risk. And what we suspect from the research is that the high oleic acid content of extra virgin olive oil, we know that that makes it less susceptible to damage from oxidation in particular, and therefore we suspect that same mechanism happens within the human body. Similarly, the phenols in extra virgin olive oil thought to be really effective scavengers of reactive oxygen species. And so we know that that damage can contribute to cancer burden, gene mutations and cancer risk, and therefore having a higher load of those scavengers is thought to be effective for our health. Lauren, your article written for the Olive Wellness Institute titled The Mediterranean Diet and Cancer explores Mm. in detail ways in which the Mediterranean diet can reduce cancer incidence. Mm. Could you share some information about the article? Yeah, sure. And look, I think 
Certainly, nutrition research is challenging in that it's hard to study particular foods. We know that we don't eat nutrients. We eat foods and we eat meals and we eat complex diets in complex psychosocial situations. So while it is certainly far more meaningful to consider the overall dietary patterns of the Mediterranean diet, there are certain key players that help keep these health-promoting associations really, really strong. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners will be familiar with the EPIC study which involved 28 or so thousand participants from Greece. And what it found was that substantially reducing red meat intake and substantially increasing legume intake or substantially increasing our vegetable intake and substituting olive oil in place of butter was associated with a 12% reduction in overall cancer incidence, which is a pretty large number for a substitution as opposed to a removal. And we know from our practice day to day that to ask somebody to stop something compared to replacing it is a very different story. And when there's a taste profile like extra virgin olive oil that we know actually enhances the flavour of a lot of our foods, that's a really practical way that we can reduce cancer incidence. We know as well that the Mediterranean diet emphasises that intake of fish and poultry can be really health promoting and including fish at least twice a week, particularly oily fish. So fish like salmon, mackerel, sardines, trout can be really beneficial in increasing our omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acid intake. And this is shown to have tumour inhibitory effects and can act as an anti-inflammatory and has anti-inflammatory properties that can protect against cancer, but is also really good for our heart, for our joints, for our gut. So many, many benefits um, Mm. to eating in this way. Yeah. And I think one really key thing about the Mediterranean style diet is that it's not one element that is the element that is helpful. It's all of those active... Yeah, and active components kind of working in synergy. And I think that one element that we certainly shouldn't overlook when it comes to the Mediterranean diet is not necessarily what they eat, but how they eat and why. And certainly we know that the traditional Mediterranean style diet comes from a place of cooking food with love and sourcing food locally and seasonally. There's a huge... Eating with the family. Yeah, focus on the social and economic environmental kind of aspects of food and a lot of gratitude that comes with that. Mm. And I know that there's certainly lots of research growing in the space of our brain-gut axes and mindfulness and the impact that has on our overall health and well-being. And look, I certainly suspect that there'll be more research emerging that a lot of the psychosocial aspects of the Mediterranean's way of eating is potentially what's driving a lot of those benefits as well. So I think it's very easy for us dietitians to put the science on the table and talk about the facts and the nutrients, but I really think it's valuable for us to not overlook the way that they eat. Taking time to prepare foods and eat it with loved ones in a positive nurturing environment, yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of that and the practical ways of preparing the food, and if we go back to the extra virgin olive oil Mm. in the diet, what are your recommendations in how to prepare that? We think that you should add extra virgin olive oil (laughs) anywhere and any way that you can. For our patients, it can be a really great way to help them increase their total energy or caloric intake usually for a lot of our patients who are going through chemo, radiotherapy, or who are recovering from surgery, have those increased nutritional needs. So adding some healthy fats into the diet can be a really great way to help them meet their increased needs. 
we always recommend, and I know I use it in cooking, in baking, in salad dressings, really in everything. <laughs> we always say toss it through your whole grains like quinoa, frica, barley. Often it tastes really nice through there. Also for patients where they might have chemotherapy-induced taste changes, having some extra virgin olive oil with herbs and spices can help mm. to really enhance the flavour of the food. We also have some patients that add it into smoothies again to get in the extra healthy fats. So there's many ways mm. we, we can add them it in. To, to smuggle it in yeah, wherever where we can. can. We're fortunate we work with a group of really motivated patients who have particular needs, but it's not about eating less, it's about eating more. And it's very challenging for them. But we often say, set the table with your knife, your fork, your drink and your olive yep. oil <laughs> and put it on everything because it's one of those things that it really makes every mouthful more nourishing from a caloric point of view, but also from a phytonutrient well. and an anti-inflammatory perspective too. Yeah. There's amazing ways that you can use extra virgin olive oil in particular. But, you know, we've had patients who've had oral mucositis related to radiation burns and everything hurts that they put in their mouth. And things like coating your mouth with olive oil can actually make things slide down easier. Mm. Similarly, a lot of protein-based supplements can coat your mouth and your tongue with a really nasty kind of fairy aftertaste. And some patients find it helpful to coat their tongue with olive oil beforehand to prevent the protein from sticking. So lots of different ways. Um, And anyone who comes up with any new ways to use it or add it in, please get in contact with us and let us know. (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing that we've got a really dense source of calories that we know is health promoting, which we're fortunate that we're able to use really frequently in our practice and makes a big difference to the needs of our patients. Lauren Atkins and Elise Den on Core Nutrition. That ends this episode of Olive Wellness Podcast. To learn more about the nutrition, health and wellness benefits of olives and olive products, please visit the Olive Wellness Institute website at olivewellnessinstitute.org. Until next time, I'm Sarah Gray. Thanks for listening. Music.